and welcome back to Book Buzz with Janet Pang, a podcast where we talk about romance books, our current reads, and we also have the pleasure of sitting down with some of our favorite authors and chatting with them about their amazing books. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're back with another fun interview. I hope you guys enjoyed our interview that we had with Amelia and her husband, Josh. We had the best time. Um, today, we are back with Wall Street Journal bestselling authors Parker S. Huntington and LJ Shen. It's I'm super excited because we're going to be talking about their co-write, My Dark Romeo, which was so freaking good. It was like, I love love. And I think at this point, everybody knows how much we love a mean hero. And like, <laughs> it was so mean, like the stuff he would say to her and like do to her. It was like, yeah. I loved it. But I'm also like, we need to smack him across the head a time or two. We're so excited to talk to both of them today. So make sure you guys sit back, grab some coffee, some water, and we hope you enjoy the interview. I'm so happy that we're doing this. Seriously. We're seriously so honored. And we are, I don't know about Jan, but for me personally, I am super nervous. <laughs> I don't know why we've interviewed Lee before, but I am still really super nervous right now. But thank you so much for the for Lee and Parker for joining us today on our podcast. It's definitely, like I said, it's an honor to have you both here. We just want to congratulate congratulate both of you for such an amazing release for my dark Romeo. And we just wanna ask both of you how did release day go for the both of you? Parker, do you want to take it? I was just going to ask you if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> it was fun. It was exciting because I haven't released in a while. I think like two years or centuries or something like that. <laughs> and um, I'm really excited about the feedback. Um, the reviews are great. The readers are great. And they want Oliver and Zach. And they're obsessed with Romeo. It's obviously very rewarding to see and hear. Um, so I, I'm i very picky about my um, process when it comes to writing. Um, and this is why I've never... I mean, I, I haven't been, you know, considering co-writing with anyone else. But when um, this idea came up, I just knew that I had to do it with Parker. And I'm so glad I did, because I think for the first time in a long time, um, maybe since the villain, um, I saw that people were like losing their shit. Um <laughs> And as we were writing, I knew they were going to lose their shit, too. So that was, I mean, it was a great release day. And I'm glad that you said that, Lee, because it's true. Like, I remember when we first read The Villain, we were, like, so obsessed with Killian. Like, he was, like, that mean hero. And then also Parker has written some of heroes that just, I don't know what is it about a mean hero that we, I just, I drool over them. So this book was seriously that icing in the cake that we were needing because it was perfect um and that actually brings me like I know you said a little bit about the co-writing how did that idea come up like whose idea was it and how did you both plan out um this whole co-write you're gonna have to take this Lee because I was sick all of like 
when we started writing this book, I was sick and I basically blacked out a lot of this. <laughs> so you're going to have to take over. Um, okay. So first of all, this is, I mean, I'm glad that you asked me because um, actually it was Parker who approached me, which I, I mean, I had to do like a double take because um, Parker is also very obsessive about her process. Obviously um, it takes her like, three years to write a book um and like she she obsesses over every detail which I can relate to um and also I appreciate you know I like a hard worker um so I think what happened is basically we both had the same idea obviously we're friends we talk to each other we bounce off ideas she better reads my books I better read her books um a lot of the times we compliment each other in a sense that you know I read one of I mean I remember a specific scene that I'm not gonna say which book it was from but I was like listen you can't do that this is like um this is abuse like this is straight up (laughs) (laughs) Um, devious lies (laughs) we don't don't do that here (laughs) and like sometimes she would read my book and she's like listen uh he sounds dumb like straight up dumb (laughs) Um, we know to give it to each other straight. And I think what happened was we were bouncing off ideas and she had an idea and I had an idea and it was a very similar idea. And I think, you know, with us, we always want to, I mean, there's this weird thing with writers where we're like, okay, but I'm going to do this different. Okay. Because we don't want to step on any toes. Mm -hmm. And she was like, let's just write this together. And I had to do like a double take. I was playing it cool. You know, it was like, it was like getting asked to, to, to the prom by like, you know, someone who you know is going to be like, you know, pink. So I was like, yeah, I guess I can do that. I, I can do that. And that's how it started. It works. Cause I call her my work wife. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take, um, since the book, the ideas both came to you guys, that's kind of similar. How long did it take? for you guys to come up with a full plot for the full book? Um, We worked on it. I'm pretty sure we started it immediately after, like, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of developed pretty fast. I mean, we went through some kinks in the sense that we had to scrap words, start over, re-outline. I think there were two or three outlines, but, like, it was our first time doing something like this. So, um, and when you're co-writing, you kind of have to get into a groove. Mm-hmm. And then once you're there, it's golden. And um, once we got into the groove, it was, everything was smooth sailing. Which is pretty impressive because she has like, Lee has like a lot of kids. She just pops them out. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Two of them are crying right now, by the way, but yeah, it's, <laughs> Their dad is their dad's. Um, they, he's. I'm off duty, so <laughs> I can hear them in the background as you said that. <laughs> How long did it take for the both of you guys to write it? Um, it was pretty fast. I mean, are we counting that first draft that we scrapped? If we're not, if we're excluding that, which I hope we do, because I'm blacking it out from my mind. <laughs> um. Like, we had our first draft done in, like, I don't know, I want to say we did it in November and then edited late November, early December, sent it to Audible, and the rest is history. Oh, oh wow. 
I was, one of the things that people don't understand about Parker is that she's a very fast writer. I think you wrote like <laughs> Darling Venom in like three days or something ridiculous. I wrote Devious Lies in 14 days while I was doing my master's thesis. And people are like really surprised to hear this because it takes me like two years to publish a book. And it's because <laughs> I scrap drafts. She did. And I think in that sense, we complement each other because I am like, uh, we write a dom bitch kind of like, you know, uh, I, that's my approach. When I, when I start a book, I'm like, I'm going to start this book. I'm going to make this my bitch. Like, I don't care. And then, you know, we can always come back and edit. And, and sometimes first drafts are awful for, for pretty reckless. I had like four complete drafts before I was like, okay, this is good. Like I can work good bones. Let's go with it. So with like, with our co-write, I knew that I was going to have to like, just, you know, go like, listen, this is a good draft. These are good bones. We're, I mean, I'm going to write like the first thousand words and we're starting this, like, we're going to finish this. And once she was like, okay, okay, this is, I mean, we're, we're going to commit to this plot. It was smooth sailing. It was smooth sailing. Yes. It's really hard to get me to commit to like literally anything. (laughs) I mean, I've been dating the same person for almost 10 years. We're not married. <laughs> you're not dating. You're like your partners. Why are you so casual? <laughs> I've been dating the same person. Like he, he's like he's more your family than your family. Like he sees her more than she does. <laughs> it's true. I live next to my dad. Like literal neighbors. <laughs> and I, I like yeah. I'm a hermit. <laughs> And with the whole co-writing experience, like, I think I've, me and Ping have talked about it before. Like, we're very curious to how it works with, because I know you both say you want, and you can tell with whenever we're, the readers are reading your book. And for us, we're like, oh my God, it's perfect. We love it. These heroes are done, like, perfectly. How do you both come together to write a book? Like, is there any like how does it work how do you guys choose who writes what which character to write or has it ever been was there an experience doing this book to where let's say lee wrote a scene and did Drew parker ever come out and say how about we change this scene and make it a little bit different oh yeah so i wouldn't ask i would just do it and vice versa There is no permission going on there. We okay, so what happened would be um I don't sleep and then she has a weird sleep schedule because of the kids and so like she'll send me a draft at night and then I'll send it back in the morning. And mm-hmm. so I'll stay up around I don't know like 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. doing it and then I'll send it to her and she'll have it in the morning. And then we just switch off and then we use track changes. So um, if she wants to go through my edits, like she can and see where I changed or added things. And if she doesn't, then I don't know. I, I honestly didn't ask her because <laughs> we I, we both went through the drafts so, so many times. That I knew that if we were ever to go back and change things, even if we didn't like it in that moment, we could always go back and change and change and change, et cetera. Like, yeah, uh, I, uh, I, and I, I have to say, I changed things too, and I didn't ask for permission. I was just, <laughs> I just put like a comment, like this is not happening, and then I would just <laughs> change. <it. laughs> yeah, like I think 
Um, I mean, it helps that like we're really close friends. And also, um, when it comes to writing, I don't really take things personally. So, um, and I don't think Lee does either. So what we'll do is we literally just gave each other free reign. And then, I mean, I'm sure she went in to change stuff and I went in to change stuff. And there are chapters that like, like you'll, you'll look at it and you'll, you can't really like be like, oh, who wrote this whole chapter? Because there are lines from her, there are lines from me and. Like, I, I think it came together pretty seamlessly. If I may say so myself. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> was that too full of myself? <laughs> that was so humble. Um, I So this is, it brings me back to like, I mean, I knew that if I were ever to write a book with someone, it would have to be a very, very talented, very, very smart someone. Because sometimes, even as a reader, like I would read something and I would be like, I would change, I would, you know, I would not write it the same way, even if I like it, by the way, it's just, you know, it's like a knee jerk reaction. I think it's just like a director, you know, watching a movie going like, oh, I would write, I would shoot this in another way. Um, so I, at first I, I trusted her from the get go. And then the other thing is, as she said, I think we both don't take criticism personally. Um, I think, you know, Parker comes from academia. So, you know, um, you're used to like, you know, getting, you know, having your professor rip you a new one. And yeah. I come from um, journalism and I'm used to editors. You know, I I mean, I was a lowly journalist <laughs> initially. So like, I, I know, I mean, we we're both familiar with criticism and we don't we don't really mind it. I I don't think she's uh I don't think she has an ego when she steps into a book and I don't either. Um and I I liked that about us. For I don't know, but for me personally when it comes to co-write, I seriously would think who wrote this? Who wrote this part? And so it's actually good to know what Parker just mentioned earlier that that you that both of you work it at together and so because there are sometimes when you read it you'd be like oh I can tell who wrote this I can tell but then for this one I was seriously having a hard time I was like right did Lee wrote this or did Parker wrote this because it really seriously flows together so well that I was like are they the same person <laughs> uh, the first time I ever heard of that um <laughs> that's completely new to me um so when she would write a chapter, mm -hmm. I would come in and I would, and and there would be like red lines everywhere. And when mm -hmm. I would write a chapter, it would be the same thing. I would, you know, get it back. And sometimes I'm like, I mean, this is 50-50. It's like literally like we co-wrote this <laughs> chapter as if we were in the same room. Mm -hmm. So I think because I think we both have a strong voice and um and we want to hear things like when we read it to ourselves, we want to hear our own vo voice, which is good. And I think this is why um, this is why sometimes I mean, it looks it, I know what you mean, because I sometimes read like co-writes and I'm like, I can recognize this person in this chapter, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's usually you can tell like in a certain character, because it's funny that Paint said that because I don't remember exactly the scene, but it was Romeo's chapter. And I was reading it and I was, it was like 12 midnight. And I was like, oh, it's, it sounds like Lee wrote this. And I'm reading, I was like, no, it sounds like Parker. Who cares? Just keep reading. <laughs> and what is one thing 
for the both of you that's the hardest when you co-write and what is the best thing about co-writing um so when i write personally i tend to take a really long time well the writing itself is fast but i take a long time to actually like accept the words if that makes sense um so it was nice to have someone kind of like force me to not do that um that was like the bonus the hard part i would say just scheduling wise um it was a really really like tight schedule in the sense that we have two people one in we're both quite busy and we had to make it work which just kind of meant like round the clock hours or just you know shifting a sleeping schedule so that we could get this done yeah, I was good. You guys set a date of when you wanted to finish the book, or was it a let's write it in a like just let's write it and not set a time of when it needs to be done? Um, I think Lee does everything with a date because she has her shit together, and <laughs> typically I don't. But for this one, because it was with Lee, uh, we had a date involved. Yeah, and that kind of lit a fire. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, because of, you know, Mont Lake and Bloom and all of those things, I knew that, I mean, I had like this amount of time to write it. And if not, then I'm going to miss the train because I don't want to overwhelm myself. And I have, as she said, a million babies. And um, <laughs> so I, yeah, there was like a date, but I have to say that we finished it quite before the date because at some point it just, we just got into like, you know, like a rhythm you know throughout the whole book which scene was the hardest to write the first chapter (laughs) yes we went back and forth um (laughs) we actually trimmed like i think like 3k from the first chapter because the first chapter is usually world building you know Mm, um so there's like a lot like you know you throw a lot of information in like the information dump is pretty intense especially Mm -hmm. because I think we both had a very good idea of like what we want this world to be and it's a very like it's for me at least it's a very special kind of like you know uh, I don't know um sexy world so I mean once we came back we had to like (laughs) just like I was like oh like seriously fuck um 4k and they haven't met each other and they're in the same room um (laughs) we need to do something about that um and i think the other thing is that we're both like naturally very wordy we like to set the scene in a very very like um specific way so like there was no one reigning the like nobody was like nobody was pumping the brakes like we we just kept talking and at some point i was like is this a culinary book because it's been like (laughs) Five thousand words, and all she does is eat. I was like, Parker, she's gonna get diabetes. It's kind of funny how you you guys um, brought up chapter one because, like Jen, we were kind of talking about it yesterday, of how when they first met, how how she all she wanted was that short bread <laughs> from his table, and we were like, that seriously, the way how the writing was. I can literally picture that in my head, seeing her going to his table, trying to get that shortbread and he just calling her out. And I love that she loves food because I we're big foodies, both of us. This came from, straight from the heart. Like there's nothing more authentically us than mm-hmm. Dallas's love for food. Agreed. I am obsessed. 
and I probably my favorite things in terms of writing my dark Romeo was throwing in food. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. And I I have to say that um, I think in books, a lot of the times it's like, it's very contained, like the way people eat you know, I sometimes I, I read books and it's like, you know, he goes to the gym and she's making and, you know, she's, you know, eating a salad. And it's like, no, this is not like this is not what I live for. My life, my passion is food. You know, <laughs> I mean, and I think for I, it had to be this way, because in my relationship with Parker, 90 percent of it is just us sending each other pictures of food. You know, and it's ten percent like actual conversation. Um, for though, and I know you guys mentioned a little bit about the world building, but I'm very curious because I feel like this. I was cracking up at the bromance in this book. You had Ollie, you had Zag, and you had Romeo. Like, how was it building that? world like building that world around that bromance that if you look at the comments I feel like everybody is obsessed with it there's times and me and Ping were talking about this yesterday like right now like for me out of Romeo because I love Romeo Ollie is like everything because I like I just he's funny but it's like he's the funny one from the group so how was it building that friendship and those side characters as well um so i think what so romeo was kind of like my and parker's baby he was definitely our baby like this is like you know my egg her sperm see because she's my wife um so he's definitely our baby and i think with ollie and zach zach is her baby he's this super 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 intelligent super focused super um self-controlled like you know genius guy kind of reminds me of her and Ollie is like my favorite guy to write because he's like, you know, Dean and Knight and Hunter. And like, I love the silly, like the silly goose. I love writing the silly goose. I love writing men horse. I think there is nothing more satisfying than taming the men whore. Like, seriously, it's like, it's what I live for. So, but honestly, I have to say that in terms, like when we were writing the book, we were kind of like, uh just just for the fun of it like nothing concrete but we were like you know tossing ideas about their books and I think Zach's you know ideas were a lot more uh for lack of a better word like just a masterpiece waiting to be written (laughs) I agree Zach is my baby and I am excited and um I think just our ideas that we have around him and his character. He's someone that I've basically been right waiting to write my entire career. And well, that brings me to asking, what are the chances? Because I finished this book and the first thing I did is I messaged Lee and I said, when are we getting another book? Or is there going to be another book to the series? Because I feel like you guys build these side characters to where the reader is so invested and interested in them. Like, for example, Ollie, like, can someone please just give him Frankie's phone number? (laughs) Like, I need a book around him finally getting that phone number. And I'm very interested in Zach as well. So what are the chances of 
this expanding to not just being one book? Um, okay, so we have really busy schedules, and I think the only thing getting in the way is our scheduling. Um, like personally, I just wrote a prologue for like the 11th time, and so that's how that's going. Um, <laughs> for a different book. And then um, I think I saw Lee's schedule for the next like two or three years because she plans so far in advance and um, it's utterly crazy. So we just need to kind of iron out time for it. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that, then we're golden. But really, like, it's just it seems so simple, but it's really hard to find the time. I agree. I, uh, I mean, for me, it is, I mean, you know, sometimes something just clicks. And with that series, I mean, it clicks, you know, things are there. Um, it's not going to be a, a difficult one to write, I feel like not for me, not for her. And I, and I, and I do enjoy holding her accountable, because a lot of times she would send me like fractions of books that are going to be insane and then she would just drop them and start something else so she kind of like she she causes me little heartbreaks like every year a few times a year so um I'm very interested too I think it's just a matter of like because you know she's writing prologues for for a living apparently and I I I'm currently writing something that I need to hand over in May so once we figure it out I think if we figure it out like it's not a matter of like I mean no question we are writing this down because I need more books from this from this world I seriously need Zach's and Ollie's books so please 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 when you guys both have time but um we are dying for it (laughs) since you guys both did say that um um you guys both love food and Dallas loves food. Who is another character that you guys relate to most in the book? I mean, for me, it's Zach. <laughs> she's very much Zach. It's it's crazy. Like she's a brainiac to the extreme. Sometimes like my husband and I would have a conversation and I'm, and I would be like, let me just ask Parker. Okay. Like Parker is going to settle this. Okay. <laughs> or he would ask, he would, he would, tell, he, would he would be like, Call Parker right now. Ask her. And it's like, it's not even about books. It's like, like it's not. So she is a fountain of uh knowledge. And um and she's she's very much like Zach. Um, I can't relate to Ollie because I am a 36-year-old mother of three. Um <laughs> who isn't a billionaire. Um for me, I, I I'm 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 my girl is Hattie, you know, I'm, I always root for like, you know, just like, uh, I'm not going to say the simple girl because, because nothing about her is simple, but like, you know, I'm, I'm that girl, you know? So how do both, how do you guys come up with the names? Like Romeo and Dallas? Cause some people, and I, I believe for Ollie, was it Ollie? Um, someone mentioned that his last name, I believe was part of a noble family. And so they were, asking how did you guys come up with all these names that is quite unique um oliver von Bismarck. that's all lee i didn't come up with that um son zach's last name zach's first name is lee um i don't know 
where she came up with it, but the last <laughs> name, that was me. Uh, and then I like, personally, I really like short last names um, just because I, I don't know, I do. I like one syllable last names. And so Zach's last name for me is Tachi. Um, and then for female names, I like names that kind of sound melodic. So like for DV Slides, you have um, Emery Winthrop. And then for this one, you have Dallas Townsend. And I have like a, a naming book of characters and um, like heroine names that I want to eventually use. And I kind of went through the list of that when I was on the phone with Lee. And then we agreed on Dallas. And that's how that came about. And then Romeo is obviously like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was, it, it's funny because like everything else, it was just 50, 50. She gave Dallas. I gave her last name. Romeo was something we, we kind of like thought about together. Um, I gave her Zach. She gave me son. Like it was just, it, it, it was like 50, 50. I will say that um, she tends to have like good catchy eccentric names for heroines and i usually go with like grace or like rosie so um we had to sit this i mean there was like a lot of back and forth with dallas i was like what what i mean can you give me a name that is actually like in existence uh <laughs> something that people are going to be familiar with i love my quirky quirky heroines down to the name i i just love them it's like my non-negotiable yeah, I remember the first time I read Devious Lies and um the character Basil came in and I was like <laughs> I was like I had to stop. I was like, listen, we we're gonna have to have a chat. And she kept it. I think it was one of the first times I told you to not to do something and you did it like in a book. <laughs> At least I took out that elevator scene. I wouldn't let I wouldn't carry on if you didn't. But okay. <laughs> My, the elevator scene was written differently in the original draft for Devious Lies, and she, like, all caps, wrote this <laughs> massive comment saying, no, this is abuse, and then I changed it. It was. It, I mean, I, I wish sometimes, you know what, at some point in our career, we're going, to, you're going to have to tell people what you wanted to put in that scene, because I just... <laughs> I mean, when I think it's too toxic, you know that you 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 have crossed the line. <laughs> I would want to read it. Like, now, I'm it so, now I'm so curious. Like, we need some deleted scenes and stuff. <laughs> I thought it was tame. I still think it was tame. But because three people, after I got second and third opinions, told me to change it, I changed it. I'm going to take this to the grave with me, but please consider telling people what you wanted to do because I, I mean, this is just going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Like, it was so glaring. I was like, you can't get away with it, okay? <laughs> That's why there are triggers. <laughs> no, but it wasn't. No, 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 no. Pang, listen, this is not, I mean, there are trick. I mean, there are subgenres, there are triggers. You know? <laughs> no, this is like, this is a what's the word like uh universally and something that you don't do okay <laughs> let's just keep it that way 
Some people do it, but they usually end up in jail. Let's yeah. just clarify. <laughs> okay, let me amend. People do it and then they serve prison time. <laughs> I remember I was reading a book. I don't remember the name of the book. And then there it was actually um it's a dark romance and the hero actually um pretty much the heroine. And I was, I told Jen, I was like, Jen, oh my gosh, this is the first book I've ever read where the hero, the heroine, and I don't know what to do, but I can't. Okay, I will say it was not that, okay? <laughs> Listen, if it's, if it's marketed as like a dark, dark romance, yeah. like I've, I've read some really, really, really like, um, let's say, let's say, um, uh, interesting scenes, but you know, you're you kind of wait for it you know like you know there are certain authors that write dark romance and I know that yeah. when I get into their book like this is to be expected but mm-hmm. Devious Lies was a book where like <laughs> I I got the like I thought you know I got the scene I, I got the vibe I got the characters and then like I don't know I was like did you have an episode <laughs> like what's happening <laughs> <clears throat> so um get back to the question um what did you guys like most about dallas and romeo together i liked (laughs) yeah i like for me i want an enemies to lovers that really feels like there's the enemies component and they just like could not get along and i loved it i ate it up i just love 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 banter Mm -hmm. I agree. I think um, for me, one of the things I really love about enemies to lovers, especially when the guy has the upper hand, is for the heron to just ruin his life as thoroughly as possible. (laughs) It it gives me a lot of joy. Um, So doubt like, you know, some people were like, oh, my God, the the 700K scene. And I was like, that's good. That is good. He needs to know that he can't, you know, get away with it. Um, and everyone was like so shocked. And I was like, you know, we didn't actually spend 700 K, right? Like it's a book. <laughs> I actually, um, I know that Romeo is a huge a-hole, but the thing is, I love a mean hero. And there are times when I read and I, and I get, it might just be me, but I get so annoyed at Dallas. I was like, dude, just listen to Romeo. But because I always back up the hero. Even when he is the biggest jerk ever, I will always tend to back up the hero and be annoyed and mad at the heroine. I don't know. It's it's just something <laughs> that I... It's normal for me when I read. And, I, and seriously, when it is so hard for Dallas to um, break down Romeo's wall, and I love it when he his wall broke down. But then at the same time, I was like, I want him to be that hard, mean hero. I, but, but everything, like I seriously love how um, uh, it's so hard for Dallas to do everything that she did just to get Romeo's attention. And I remember, I remember seeing someone's post saying that they were. Why is it so hard to break down this man's wall? And when is he going to get down on his knees for her? And I seriously love how um, that relationship of theirs 
um, couldn't, went throughout the whole book. And I think the other, I, I agree with you. And I think the other thing that I also like about Parker's writing and about my own writing, see how I give, give us compliments, um, <laughs> is that our heroes, even after they fall and they fall really hard, they do not become mushy. You know, they don't like change their uh, composure or their personalities. They just, they're just like assholes who love this one person. Um, And I think um, this is very, um, this is very much Romeo too, because like even, I mean, first of all, he fell in love with her far before he admitted it to her or to himself. I think, you know, the, the, the scene where, this is a spoiler. So if you haven't read My Dark Romeo, please don't don't listen to the next part. <laughs> but um, the scene where like he buys her the book and um, and then you know he listens to her con- her conversation with Frankie and then he throws away the book. It it's like it's it's a classic. He's an asshole, and he had like a glimpse of like this could be different, but then he realized that the world sucks, and that includes her. So yeah, I I I love these kind of like small crushing moments. And I will say, because Parker did make a comment on how she loves enemies to lovers, and I love love reading an enemies to lovers, but it always it's always a little bit like. I'm not saying annoying, but it's frustrating when you read a book and like the first chapter, the heroes are like attracted to each other. But I feel like in this one, like he had a plan and he didn't go into that plan, like ready to like win her over. Like, no, he seek like Lisa spoiler, he seeked her out to that garden for his plan only. And he didn't think of going there for any other reason but that which was what I love because I was like, oh my gosh, okay, now the tension is building. He's an a-hole for doing that, but I also love it because that's his full intention of this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. No other reason is involved in that. I I agree. And I think the ruthlessness in Romeo is something that um, Zach and Ollie also have, but it all comes from like different, you know, from different places. So for Romeo, it was revenge. He couldn't see past... He mm-hmm. just couldn't see past his need to like stick it to um uh to Madison. And then uh I think for Ollie, his ruthlessness stems from just the fact that he's the more more most like spoiled and privileged man on planet Earth, which is all about, which is gonna be great to you know bring him down, right? Because he has no idea how the real world world works. And Zach is just so, and I think Zach is going to be the best you know the most delicious wall-breaking you know uh character to write because i agree he <laughs> literally of course you do um he literally like he he genuinely doesn't feel like mm-hmm. no one he's just so clinical i love it he's so pragmatic he's so uncaring and not from like a mean the world broke me place but you know I mean, you can you can read in the in in my dark Romeo that you know he has a he has a good family life. It comes from like you're just all peasants, you know. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm crossing my fingers that you know everything works out, and you guys have time because I am very interested in those two characters. <laughs> to um, go off a little bit topic of my dark Romeo, since you guys both did say that um, you better read each other's books which one is your lee which one is your favorite from parker and parker which 
book of Lee's is your favorite? Parker can start. (laughs) (laughs) So Lee beta reads my books and they don't get published. I guess she's not like she, she's literally in my head. I'm like telepathically telling her right now if it's a book that's not published, you better not say it. <laughs> um, okay, personally, for me, my favorite book of Lee's is actually one I haven't, I did not beta read, and it's the OG, it's Vicious. Like, I recommended it to my sister after she got tricked by one of those. So, okay, so there are these, like, ads on these sites. Like, you click on it after reading a long passage, and then next thing you know, you're reading a book that has 2,000 chapters and will cost <laughs> you, like, three or $4,000 to read. And so she got sucked into one of them, and she was, like, 100 chapters in and nothing happened yet. And so I was like, okay, just read this. And... um. She is. She doesn't know what I do or my pen name or anything. So I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. But um, <laughs> like, it's my favorite. It's the one I recommend to everyone. Um, I mentioned it. I even mentioned it in my thesis um, when I was doing my master's. I was doing like it was just like comparative literature, and I was talking Taylor Sh- Sheridan and um, Damien Chazelle <laughs> that I mentioned Lee. <laughs> This is my claim to fame. Um, yeah, so uh, for by the way, I, I don't know how you glossed that over, but like her sister doesn't know her pen name. Like how intensely <laughs> private is this person? Um, okay, uh, moving on. Um, my, I think, listen, first of all, there's one book of hers she doesn't allow me to read but I'm not going to say which one it is um for me it's a tie between Devious Lies and Darling Venom but I think Darling Venom is always going to have like a very 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 special place in my heart because it's so different from everything I've ever read um I think it's just different I think Devious Lies is is its existence in the you know dark billionaire world um it's probably like you know in the top two or three ever written for me but it's still a genre that I'm very very um familiar with and Darling Venom is just different everything about it is different um everything about it is compelling and angsty and lyrical and um so I think Darling Venom not because it's it's better per se but just because it is it's it's a game a game changer yeah but don't ask me to write another darling venom again no that's not and i will say that um i do know of something that she's working on i'm not going to say the name i'm not going to say the plot but i think it is extreme i mean it's also i love when she does things that are original and nobody else does and i really hope that she's gonna write this <laughs> the one i just wrote the prologue for the other day i mean the 10th 11th prologue for but it's a good prologue like i think this is the one i think this is a keeper so now i can move on to the first chapter after two years <laughs> three <laughs> three like i wish i were kidding but that's actually how long it has taken to settle on this prologue but the thing is, with you, Parker, it's like, you might take a long, like, long time to publish a book. But when you do, it's like, 
so freaking good. So it's like so worth the wait. So it's like what what it says, like perfection takes time. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> so just to um without giving too much details i know then um what are you both because i know lee has a few releases two more is it two more or is it one more release this year lee it is one more release this year i have um fallen foe coming this may Mm -hmm. The second book in the Cruel Castaway series. The first one is mm-hmm. Birth of Survival, which everyone can get uh, on Kindle on Kindle Unlimited. Um, I might have another one, but that is to be to be seen. Will that be an indie release? Oh, it's definitely going to be an indie release. Yes, yes, yes. I do have. Um, I'm writing my my first book for next year right now, and um, I'm actually done. I'm editing it, but there is a lot. I mean, it's a it's a hot mess, so it's going to take some time. And for Parker, I know you're right. You probably just finished the prologue, but do you have an estimation? Because since you did say that you can write a book really fast, Devious Lies is a freaking thick book, and you finished that within 14 days. So do you have an idea of when will you publish that book? Um, okay, so this thing could take me two weeks, two years to write. I don't know. <laughs> but um ideally I want another release this year. I can't guarantee it. Like for me, after writing a book, I need time off to figure out how I'm going to market it, do the covers, etc. Um this one like I've been sitting on this for quite some time. Um, I mean, it's, I don't think it's the book that my readers want because they're always asking for Marco's story. And I feel really bad because I have like 110 K of Marco's story written. I'm just not doing it. Um, And it's like, I can honestly say it's not going to be that one. And it's not Delilah's story. Sorry. Also. (laughs) Um, but once I finish this one, I'll definitely work on those. And I like just in general, I want either Marco or Delilah to be released next year, which means I need to do this one this year. And now that I've said this out loud on something that is going to be out <laughs> in the wild, I'm probably like more likely to complete it. Hopefully, <laughs> probably. We'll keep you accountable for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one, uh, the problem with this one is that, like, I mean, I, I joke that I'm not going to write another Darling Venom, but this one has this kind of, like, angsty um, feeling to it that I think kind of takes me, not necessarily longer to write, but it takes me through a different um, writing process than my norm. And so... um it's just hard to guess but this one's good like i i can honestly say in my gut right now i have a very very strong feeling about this book can, can let me just say that darling venom that book was definitely seriously perfection i love that book so much i have three different versions of it on my shelf because i love that book so much and it is a it's a really emotional book but it was so well done i I don't, I, when you wrote that book, (laughs) 
I, I just have to ask, how did you come up with the idea of Darling Venom? Because I don't, like Lee said, it's a very different book from all of your books. And so how did you come up with that idea? Um, I would say I plotted it with my friends, Lee and Ava. So they helped me plot it. And then I wrote it and Lee Bader read it. And basically when I was plotting it, um, like the book within the book, I've always wanted to do that type of concept. But how do I say this without... um spoilers but like there's a twist at the end and i for me personally like i watch a lot of k dramas and um <laughs> i watch chinese dramas and just i re i i'm vietnamese so i like just consume a lot of asian content mm -hmm. and it tends to have a lot of twists in it mm -hmm. and um the twist at the end is heavily inspired by just what I consume. I don't really read much lately. Um, like for the past few years, I haven't read a lot of books. And so I watch a lot. And so um, a lot of the scenes and uh, how Darling Venom played out, it was inspired by shows. Just like just watching in general themes. So before uh, we let you both go, we have this little short game. There's really no name for it, but maybe I'll say who um, who says what my Dark Romeo version, okay? Mm -hmm. So we'll read three quotes. and then I'm going to fail this. I'm 100% <laughs> failing this, by the way. Okay. We'll, um, I'll read the, there are six quotes. And so I'll read one and then maybe you guys can go each one gets to see who said that, okay? And so Lee before, right? I feel sorry. like we, I feel like we've done this with Lee. Before. Yeah, I, I feel like I failed so <laughs> miserably. I was like, who am I? Who even am I? But yes, I, I'm ready. My body is ready. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, the first one. Um, you're going to be my favorite mistake. Dallas, Dallas says it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Hate is a more powerful drive than love. Um, I feel like it's Romeo. Could be Zach, but I think Romeo. Mm, I would say Romeo. Yes, it's Romeo. <laughs> if she ever does, I'll hit that so hard, I'll leave in dents. Oh. <laughs> is it, it has to be Oliver? Yes, it's Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go to extreme lengths to make sure you are mine. I want you. Uh, that has to be Romeo, right? Or no, 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 that's Dallas. Yes, it's Dallas. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then this one. A picture's worth a thousand words, but your face only says one. Pussy whipped. Zach. <laughs> yes. And, and then the last one. 
I have never in the 11 years you have known me changed my destiny to that of a beautiful social Romeo. Yes. <laughs> you guys passed it like a shooting star. So. <laughs> so excited. That's because I had uh, Parker as my cheat sheet, but okay. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for being with us on today for this podcast. We, I definitely had a good time and I love my dark Romeo. So thank you, especially Parker. Thank you so much for just being with us on this podcast and um, Lee for coming back. Thank you so much for coming back. It's such an, such an honor to um, have you both here. And, and I really, really hope, um, I can't wait for more books from both of you, whether it's your own release or with co-writing together. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And same, I can't wait for me to release too. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, uh, Parker and Lee, for joining us today. Seriously, it was an honor. I had so much fun. I am obsessed with Dark Romeo. I feel like I've, I was in a really big book hangover for, like, weeks. I can't explain why, how, but I just was. And I remember when this landed on my Kindle, like, it was a no-brainer. I read that like within the matter of hours I did not go to sleep I was so thankful that the following day I wasn't working so I was mm -hmm. able to actually like stay up and read without being scared that I was gonna be falling asleep <laughs> at work but it was seriously it was amazing I loved it it was perfection and I'm I really hope that we get more into this world um I want Ollie but you know what suddenly I'm super like curious about Zach I've been, I've been, I've been, I didn't say it, but I've been, <clears throat> I am actually more excited for Zach's book because he, like they both said, Zach is a seriously, he have no feelings. He seriously showed no feelings in the book. And I really need to see someone bring him down to his knees, I guess. You know, for me, I guess, cause my whole time. <clears throat> was on like give this poor man that <laughs> phone number i didn't really play pay that close attention to how zach's demeanor his mm -hmm. story his backstory was so i did not really think of it until parker and lee put mm -hmm. it into words how he was so mm -hmm. now i'm very curious because who doesn't love a guy who doesn't believe in love who's a playboy who only worries about himself and like, who doesn't love a hero that out of nowhere, like, starts putting yeah. someone in front of his feelings? You know what I mean? Yeah. I love a book like that. Like, it mm -hmm. is. So I really hope it, like, it's in the universe and that all stars align and that it happens. Mm -hmm. um, and I am so excited for everything that's to come for them. Um, now I'm also very curious to that deleted scene from Parker. Because I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> but um i just i'm so thankful for both of them for taking time out of the day to join us today um mm -hmm. 
for everyone listening, if you have not picked up my dark Romeo, please do. And we're excited to announce we're going to have a signed paperback. But by sign, I I am going to mention um, it is they're all digitally signed. So even the PR books that went out, they're all all digitally signed. Um, so if you want to end, want a chance to win a paperback. Um, head over to our Instagram and we're going to be having that giveaway there. Make sure you check that out. If you guys have any questions for us, please let us know. Um, you can send us a message on Instagram or send us an email. We will try. We will try to be back next week. Um, and hopefully we'll finally talk about all these books that we've been reading. Um, and about all the new book thing. New, new book world <laughs> that's been happening but if we're not we'll be back soon um we did also post an update on our boxes um so if you haven't had a chance please check that out and we will be announcing our next author collab box next month um so make sure you check that out we're so excited for that and we hope you guys have an amazing week if you again if you haven't read my dark romeo please pick it up and we'll be back as soon as we can bye bye